News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning, Bob Sekoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show here on this last Sunday for uh, October 2023. We've got a very interesting show and a little bit of a theme of Halloween, at least in one of the questions uh, with us today. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team and they are great at getting the job done. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. He also owns Team Bug App, and you can reach him at the same number. And by the way, Home Team Inspection Service is now also in Frankfurt and in Lexington. Also yes, here, yes, indeed. Also here, Chuck Crosby. He is the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. He does, in addition to doing a great job at closings, he does a variety of other things, including wills, which I am so uh, in, much in favor of everyone talking about it and at least reaching out to Chuck to talk about having a will done, powers of attorney, and a variety of other things. You can reach Chuck at 499-6360. And for myself, Bob Sokoler, if you're thinking about selling this year, next year, or even beyond, I'm more than happy, free of charge and obligation, come out and talk to you, look at the path, look at what the pricing is for your home, and if anything needs to be done, we'll let you know about that as well. You can reach me on my cell phone directly at 502-376-5483 or go to bobsellslouisville.com. A reminder, you can see a rebroadcast of the show. Yes, I said see. In addition to hearing, you can go to louisvilleanswers.com. That's louisvilleanswers.com, and that's a redirect to our YouTube channel where this video will be held. All right, so as we get ready for Halloween this uh, Tuesday night, a new study says 29% of Americans believe that they have lived in a real haunted house. Chuck, you perked up uh, with interest in haunted homes. I take it you're part of that thought. Well, I'm I'm interested. Um, I don't know that I would consider myself a believer in such uh-huh. things, but uh, I love ghost stories. Every culture everywhere has them. So, you know, what's up? The question asked, would you live in a haunt, haunted house? So, Chuck? I've... I've been to many. I will uh, actually go to haunted houses uh, and stay nights and, you know, sit in the places where activity is whatever, just to see if uh, something will pop up. It never has, which goes to prove that even the dead don't want to talk to lawyers. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Brad Lawler, would you live in a haunted house? You know, I don't know, Bob. I was in a restaurant once that people came screaming out of an upstairs room uh, because they said that something was in there. And I got to admit, I sat downstairs going... Not sure. I really want to go upstairs and uh, investigate what's going on, but I I stayed the rest of the night. But yeah, I heard some funny sounds. So I don't know. I'm I may be uh, chicken hearted and say I might stay away from that. Well, this new report, and I would not want to stay or live in a haunted house, by the way, folks, just in case you're wondering, a new report revealed that nearly two in three homeowners, 63 percent would offer below market value for a home if they thought it was haunted. Thirty one percent of that said they'd offer at least 50,000 below list and home homeowners who have lived in a bewitched type home some 36 percent say they regret it and 60 percent said they would not recommend it to others but naturally with high home prices and rising interest rates ghosts these days are the least of home buyer worries and talking about home buyers if you are a condo owner you need to pay close attention to what i'm about to tell you it's an ongoing saga and chuck brad you want to jump on this as well chuck this is for you because this is a real nightmare not a ghostly one but a real one we've talked to and heard from m she sent us this email we've talked about this on the air her condo has a balcony has problems both of you guys probably remember us talking about them along with some other 30 other condo owners in the building and the repair costs 
that have now been quoted will range between twelve and twenty-five thousand per condo owner. The condo association wants M and the other condo owners to pay the money up front. Chuck, this is where we come to you. M and other condo owners are worried that there is no guarantee that the work will be done properly and that the final figures continue to change as to how much they're going to end up owing. And they've been told they have to pay by December 1st, according to an employee at the Property Management Association that handles their condo building, uh, court proceedings and evictions would start immediately. So, Chuck, let's start on that. Thoughts on what we've just told you? Well, when you go into a condo, uh, you agree to live by the rules and regulations. And those rules and regulations do indicate that if there are capital improvements that need to be made, all the owners will share in it. The same way as if your own house uh, you know, had a bad roof, you would have to pay for that bad roof. This is just spread out over... Um, you know, more people, uh, but it is the, uh, it is ultimately going to be the responsibility of the uh, co-owners of the property to pay for that. All right. So some questions from him. She wants to know, shouldn't the residents receive a start date and an end date for the work to be done and what the work would entail in somewhat of an itemized report of the work and what it will be? Well, now that goes towards a whole other ball of wax. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you've got one. Yeah. You got to pay for it, period. Um, but uh, do you trust? It sounds like a, a uh, trust issue with the current uh, leadership of the condo association. Possibly. That's a whole other ball of wax. You got to get, uh, if you don't trust them, if you know they're the elected folks that you elected to do this, uh, if you don't trust that particular uh, entity, well, the bylaws are also going to contain uh, uh, a pathway to ensure that they're doing the job properly. Um, usually condos reelect their board or at least parts of the board every year. And uh, there's always provisions for emergency meetings and things like that. But that's the route to go there. You, there is no law that says this person has to provide me with a detailed list of beginning and ending and the cost of every nail, et cetera. Now, my experience with HOAs is that there are always members of the HOA who want that kind of information. I'm not so sure it's possible to get that necessarily. Mm -hmm. But if you think that they're not doing a good job, that they're not being a proper fiduciary, that they're not handling um, the finances of the condo correctly, well, get a copy of the bylaws and make sure uh, that uh, you follow them. And uh, that does include replacing the board and uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. Remember folks, even if you don't live in this condo building, this may be a problem for your condo or condo association and <clears throat> buildings uh, down the road. So to pay a note to these questions. So some of the condo owners, according to him, don't have the money and may not be able to pay all at once. Again, we're talking 12 to $25,000. Right. So can they take legal action against those owners who don't pay? Can they really toss them out? It depends again on the uh, on the bylaws and and the covenants and all that sort of thing, uh, but yeah, if uh, if there is something that is owed, and the uh, rest of the homeowners have to foot the bill because some uh, co-owners won't, then there are there are provisions for placing liens. Typically, there are provisions for placing liens against the units, and some uh, condos do have foreclosure. Uh, um, written into the bylaws to collect the, that amount. So again, a check of the bylaws. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, I can't really yeah. say specifics because, A, I, I don't know the specific HOA here. Yeah, right. Um, but all <clears throat> there's not one legal form that all HOAs use. They frequently have similar 
provisions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those provisions will frequently provide for liens. And if you don't, uh, you know, satisfy the liens, uh, the interest's generally pretty high. And some will have provisions where you can foreclose on the unit to collect that money. All right. And because Emma was wondering, can you do installment plans? But I guess that's something that. Uh... Yeah, that's that's between them and the board. Yeah. Brad, anything to add to this from a home inspector and the problems you're seeing with inspections of balconies and decks and the variety of other things? No, I think the challenge for any building like that that has multiples of balconies, uh, whether they're trying to do a conversion all at once or they're doing them as an, on an as-needed basis. Because, all at once in this case. Yeah, and you know that's probably more for the aesthetics than it is for the uh, the structural um, needs of the building. But yeah, yeah I, I know that the one of the ongoing challenges is always, you know, if you only get one opinion on this versus getting multiple, you know, contractors involved and taking a look to see what other options are available. I know a few months has gone by since that first question came up. So maybe right. they've already gone through that process. But yeah, that would be that would be my only thing. It's just, you know, what what is the phasing of these uh, the reconstruction? A reminder, you can see the replay of this show, LouisvilleAnswers.com. Also, we're very proud of our reviews. You can go to LouisvilleZillow.com or LouisvilleGoogle.com to see the reviews of our Sekolder team. We move on now. This is a question for Brad Lawler over at Home Team. Tony does a lot of reading, and uh, in this email, he says that he supposedly saw a new crop of stink bugs that are about to descend on us. He says in the article, it uh, tracks stink bugs back to 1996 mm -hmm. when they were aboard a shipping container and that was sent to the United States. So Tony's asking, how do you get rid of stink bugs? And is there anything you can do to prevent them from coming into the house, Brett? All right. So great questions. Yes, they haven't been here all that long. They are what are called occasional invaders. So we only yeah. see them periodically throughout the year. The best way to handle removal of stink bug is to just remove it, meaning vacuum it up, flick it out the door, whatever. I mean, if you squish them, they do, they can give off the odor, which is where they get their name from. But the easiest way to deal with them is make sure that all the little cracks and crevices around your house are caulked up, filled up, because that's how they're getting in. They're coming in through the small entry points in the house. They don't breed. They don't um, breed in the house themselves. Yeah. They are staying within the walls. Yeah. So they go outside to, to lay eggs. So that's one good thing about them. Um, but they're there and, you know, they, they keep getting in, they keep coming back into the walls as long as you've got all those little cracks and crevices that are, are open to them. Um, sprays aren't particularly effective. I mean, the most effective tool for stink bugs is a vacuum cleaner, quite frankly. Vacuum what do up, they do? You just, you, what's that Chuck? What, what do these bugs do? I mean, do they, they damage do, the house? No, they don't do, they really don't do anything at all. I mean, not for the way that they invade our houses. Um, they only damage things like fruit crops. I mean, in other trees, so there's uh, no gotcha. interior damage. So really, yeah, you vacuum them up, you take the bag out, uh, you know, seal it up and put it in the trash can. That's the, that's the best way to do it. There are sprays that you can put on earlier in the year around the house to kind of be a, have a repellent effect for them, but yeah, it's mechanical um, repairs, the blockages that you need to uh, focus on. All right, we move on. Anne sent us this email, Chuck. It's also concerning. It looks like we're on a condo kick. She lives in a condo complex, and management is requiring that she allow cable, the cable company, to come into her condo and put in new equipment, and that she must sign with Spectrum. Anne asks the condo association, do they really have that ability to require her to go with Spectrum? And does she have to allow them to enter into the condo? Doesn't she have any rights as a condo owner? Chuck? Oh, she does. But again, with condos, uh, you sign off a lot of those rights when you, you know, join up. Uh, 
with the HOA. You really don't have a choice with that. Now, uh, again, if the HOA is situated in such a way that only one, I, this is kind of sounding squirrely to me, I got to give you that, yeah. uh, that only one provider can be done or something like that. Or if the physical structure is situated in such a way that the only way you can get to another unit's whatever is by entering, then yeah, they do have a valid uh, typically, uh, depending on the uh, the covenants and the bylaws and whatnot, they would have uh, the ability to uh, go in and and do that or to make repairs, uh, that sort of thing, uh, for common areas or limited common areas. Um, it, it gets kind of squirrely with uh, with cable because you're also dealing with uh, um, you know different uh, FCC regulations and things like that so it's not just hey the HOA wants to do this well there may be some some limitations or some extra issues with the FCC okay good I hope that helps I would presume that they have to agree to her schedule when she can be there oh, to allow them yeah, to, yeah 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 they can't just kick in the doors yeah. uh, <laughs> that kind thank, of thing goodness, uh, but uh, yeah I mean it, I can conceive of a scenario where um, the physical structure is such that to repair unit A's uh, whatever you have to go through unit B or at least have access to unit B all right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, how to make your home irresistible to to buyers, whether it's this year or next year or beyond. Continuing with us, Chuck Crosby, the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. They do a great job at closing your loan. You can pick the closing attorney you want, and Chuck Crosby is among the best in the city. You can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Also, with us, Brad Lawler, who's owner of the Home Team Inspection Service and Team Bug Out. And you can reach Brad for either of those services getting rid of your bugs, including stink bugs, and or getting your home inspected, 844-411-TEAM. If you're thinking of selling now or in the future, uh, we're more than happy to help you. I can also help you with buyers. You can reach me, and I'll come out in person. We'll talk about the process. My direct sell is 502-376-5483, or you can go to bobsellslouisville.com. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, Kentuckiana's largest inspection company and the number one home team inspection service in the nation. Our unique team approach makes us fast. Multiple inspectors means efficiency. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, are trusted. We perform thousands of home inspections in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. We're accurate. The team approach means multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties. Fast, trusted, accurate. That's your home team advantage. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. 
residential, or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. In today's real estate market, you want someone you can trust in the driver's seat. In Louisville, that's Bob and Greg Sokola. Bob and son Greg have helped thousands of families just like yours turn challenges into solutions. They can give you a guaranteed sale of a custom marketing system to get your home sold on your timeline and for the most money, and they have an instant cash offer program. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. You'll be glad you did. News Radio 840 WHS, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you till the top of the hour, continuing with us. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service and Team Bug Out. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. Also, Chuck Crosby, who is the owner of the Crosby Law Offices, and that number to reach him to help you get you closed or even wills to get the will created or power of attorney and a variety of other things, you can reach Chuck at 499-6360. And if you're thinking of selling now or in the future or even buying a house, I'd love to be able to help you. Please don't hesitate to give me a call day or night at 502 376 5483 or go to com and fill out the form and hit submit. All right. So maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but there are a lot of buyers who are looking for real estate and especially luxury real estate. So you might be wondering, how do you escalate your home to a luxury level? Okay. So I'm just going to go through a list. You want to think about, and just remember there's a cost with this infinity pools where the edge of the water just basically goes off the end gourmet kitchens, a home theater, spa bathrooms, a wine cellar, smart home automation, that would be kind of a state-of-the-art smart home systems controlling lighting, security, and entertainment, an outdoor kitchen, if you can do this, uh, this is a tough one, private beachfront, a private elevator, if you can get down to your bottom floor, guest house, or basically a, another room outside of your house that you can build onto your garage. Uh, this one could be tough as well if you live in the city. Equestrian facilities, a tennis court as well, a gated community is good, and mountain or waterfront use. All of those are irresistible for buyers. Some of those you probably can't do, but if you're thinking about it, you can might want to add things like a home gym or an outdoor entertaining area, uh, high-end materials that you use, walk-in pantry, mature landscaping, and designer finishes. Those all go a long way to uh, getting the higher-end buyer into your house and actually selling it faster to a normal buyer. Back to the questions we get. We're in our um, COVID show, which means we take your emails and we put them on the air. Bob at com is the email address to uh, send your questions to. So we go to uh, Brad Lawler Home Team uh, Inspection. Tammy sent us an email. She wants to sell her house, but her brother, Joey, is continually smoking in his room. He is promising to quit or at least stop smoking uh, inside and go outside. But Tammy says the smoke has infiltrated all parts of the house. She wants to know what type of reduction in price is she looking for, and I'll give her that. And then uh, when she tries to sell a home, is there any way to get rid of uh, smoke in the house? So a reduction in price, it could be anywhere between twenty and 50000 depending upon the price of the home. You're really doing yourself damage because someone's going to have to come in and clean up what, the, in this case, Tammy, your brother has done. Brandon, your thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, maybe, just maybe, if it is limited to one room, if you've got carpeting in there, you've got any soft textiles in there, get rid of all that. Take all that out. You can probably repaint the walls in the room. The reason that the smoke is getting throughout the house, though, is it's, is it's going through the return duct in that bedroom and mm-hmm. circulating back through. So this is probably one of those situations where you want to get the ductwork cleaned and, um, you know, I, I'm not going to say deodorized, but treated in a way that's going to eliminate as much odor as possible. 
we'll probably have to replace the uh, the air filters, um, run those, you know, probably replace them a few times during the process. But that might help it if it is really just that one room. But yeah, the, the fabrics are what hold most of the smell. But the nicotine sticks to walls too. You'll see the yellow stains, and those can be painted over. But you're just gonna have to use an oil-based sealer, like a like a, a Kills product, before you do the final paint over top of it. Okay, hope that helps, uh, Tammy. So, Chuck, this one I found. I laughed actually when I read this, just because of the ending on this question for you. Brian sent us an email and says, "Is there a good way to handle a dispute with neighbors regarding the property lines, other than baking a cheesecake?" Like Chuck Crosby suggests. <laughs> so yeah, you did too. So thoughts on that, Chuck? Yeah, of course there is. You get yourself a surveyor, uh, then survey so that you lay the lines out and uh, then you have evidence of where the lines are. Now, provided they uh, uh, haven't gone and gotten themselves a, a surveyor who comes up with something different, uh, then you've got at least talking points. You can say, hey, look, this is what the surveyor says. This is uh, what we need to go off of. They say, no, I disagree. You say, well, go get your own. Um, and ultimately, this can end up in court. If you say you own you know, 20 feet of my backyard and I say, no, you don't, uh, there's possibly a lawsuit in our future. Uh, cheesecakes or apple pies don't always solve the problems. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't need lawyers, would we? No, we wouldn't. Brian, did you have something you wanted to yeah, say? No, all I was going to say is, or they just need a, a baker with Chuck's skill set. Ah, there you oh. go. There you go. Yeah, continual pies. Uh, a reminder, if you want to see what sellers are saying about us, we're proud of our video reviews. Go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. That's LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. All right. We go uh, back over to uh, to Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service. Jenny writes in. She says, I'm allergic to many types of mold. I'm planning on buying a home, on buying a home in the next 12 months, and I'm concerned that once I move in, I could get seriously ill. So Jenny is wondering what type of way can she protect herself? She'd hate to put all, an offer in on a house and go through the expense of having a mold inspection only to find out that the house has some sort of mold. She's wondering, by the way, she heard our show about being able to, to detect ghosts uh, last <laughs> week where we talked about this tool you can get. Yeah. Yeah. But she's wondering, is there a portable tool that she can buy to test for mold as she goes through a house? No, there's not. Unfortunately, what she needs, if she knows the type of molds that she's allergic to, she's going to need to get a type of mold test that is going to show the different species of mold that is living in the house. There are lots of tests out there that just say, yeah, you got mold in your house, but it doesn't tell you what types. Those are worthless. They're you know consumer grade for the most part. Um, the testing that we do, and we do this about 200 times a year, uh, the testing that we do identifies the specific types of mold in the homes as compared to outdoor samples. So the lab is able to identify the exact types of molds in the house. We can see whether or not there are hyphae, canidia fours, I mean, things that I show that it's growing. Uh, and then obviously we're also looking for other moisture intrusions uh, as part of the home inspection. But yeah, mold, mold testing can be done even outside of home inspection itself. And it can be serious to a lot of people who are. Yeah, it, to, there uh, are people who have toxicities uh, to it, sensitivities, allergies to it. I mean, I've had I had a buyer walk in and he told me, he said, Brad, if there's one alternate area spore in this house, I can't buy it. My, my doctor just told me I can't live with it. And this house actually did have um, a low level of alternate area in it. At the time, the guy, you know, he had to walk away from it. But he knew the the very specific types of mold that he was allergic to. Most, A lot of people don't. They just get that kind of hay fever kind of symptoms. They just think they have a, a, a mold allergy, but they haven't been told by allergists. But some people, they know specifically the, the types of mold they're allergic to. 
All right, we move forward to Chuck Crosby over at the Crosby Law Offices. Angela says she has two brothers, and they all together uh, own a home that was left to them by their parents in Oldham County. So in this email, Angela is asking if her brothers want to sell the house and she does not want to sell the house, can her brothers actually physically make her sell her parents' home? To some extent, um, they all have an interest in the property. Uh, their interests are an item they can sell. So the brothers could sell off their their share. Can they force her to sell her share? Well, there are actions for partition that can be done. So uh, if she adamantly refuses and you know she won't buy out the brother's interest, which is normally what we would see uh rather than her just saying well we're going to leave this house empty until you know whenever uh if they want to live in it or they just you know want to keep it themselves they buy out the other heirs that's the usual process but um if the two heirs want to sue her to have the property divided up then there is that possibility now will it work i don't know you know that's for a judge to decide but uh there is a pathway yeah, it's a shame that uh, the brothers and sister are fighting amongst each yeah, other. So I'm sure that's not what the parents wanted, Cam. All right. We move forward to uh, back over to Brad Lawler home team. Craig sent us an email um, through the BobSellsLouisville.com website, just so you know. He says, we have an in-ground pool that needs a liner. It doesn't leak, but it's faded in some areas on the bottom. It would last another two to three years, but it just isn't the beautiful, vibrant blue it once was. And the question is, should we replace the pool liner before putting the house on the market or just take that into consideration when offers come in? And he's thanking us to, for our feedback and also listens to WHS radio in the morning. And that's why he's sending us the question. So um, I answered this in part to him. Um, but, Brett, I wanted to get your opinion yeah. and Chuck and if you had one as well in terms well, of, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, we do a lot of pool inspections. I've I've got one of the guys on my team built pools and maintain them for over 12 years. So we've got a lot of a lot of experience there. When we inspect a pool, the very first question out of the buyer's mouth is always how long is the how long is that liner going to last? Now we can't, you know, we can't necessarily know when it's going to fail, but that's that seems to be the primary concern with these pools with the uh with that type of a liner in them. So to me, you know, if he's got the opportunity to replace it, uh make it look more vibrant, you know, class it up seems like that would be a, a good investment. Again, that's it's easy for me to spend someone else's money, but I know that it's going to eliminate, you know, one of the biggest questions that buyers have about the condition of a pool. Chuck, anything from your standpoint? Would you replace it uh, just as a, I, maybe buy I it or something? I don't know. I would uh, ask my realtor, Bob, I'd say, hey, what's what's going to make it sell better? Which he did. And the yeah. base, what I told him was, quite frankly, I don't know that anyone's going to know the liner is going to last another two or three years. And quite frankly, why put the money into it? Cause I'm a big believer in saving the money. If it comes up during an inspection, a pool inspection, they say hey, the liners at uh, two or three years left uh, towards the end of its life. So then we negotiate some sort of reasonable deal for it, for our seller to make it more attractive, maybe for the buyer, but at the same time, saving the seller money, that's going to be the goal for us. Let me, let me ask a question, Bob. Yeah. yeah. So let's, let's consider this as a roof. Okay, something yeah. that's that's more easily identified. That's well, a big difference. You, yeah. Well, there is a big difference, but yeah. my guess, my question is, is that's the other thing that everyone wants to know. How old is the roof, right? How old is the roof? So, what would you, what would your advice be to somebody who's looking at a roof, thinking, you know, I've got, you know, maybe three, four years left on it. A little easier to tell. Um, what yep. would your advice be different there? So here would be my, that's a great question to me. So that's a re perfect uh, response here would be. 
go out and get a roofer to give you an estimate on the replacement. In fact, I get three different roofers as long as they're not charging you money to give you the estimate, right? And then know that in the back of your mind. And I would say, let the buyer first find the house, then do the inspection. And then, and only then, if the report comes back that the roof is near the end of its life, and by the way, not all inspectors are made the same. And I can tell you from personal experience, an inspector who actually missed the fact that a roof was at the end of its life years and years ago. But my point is that you can then negotiate a deal with the, the buyer and maybe you split the costs. Maybe you can do that. Or maybe you find out that it's an insurance claim because of some sort of damage from hail. But putting the money into it up front, most Unless the roof really looks like it's fallen apart, I would much rather hold that back as a negotiating tool because if you can negotiate the roof and if you think that you keep that in your mind that the you're going to have to replace the roof, if we can get that money lessened to you, you're making more money on the profit of the sale of your home. And so maybe going back to the pool liner, maybe you do the same thing. You know, right. He goes That's out exactly and gets an estimate. estimate. Yeah, he gets an right. estimate, knows what it's going to cost because, you know, as as I'm reminded all the time by agents, time is of the essence in a real estate transaction. Everything has to move fast. Right. And the problem is, is that when you are pushed and you don't know what things are and you're pushed to try to find somebody and you can't, then you're just trying to, you know, taking shots in the dark. Yep. All right. We are out of time. And if anybody wants more on my theories and why I go there doing this 19 years, please feel free to call me. I'll give you the number in a second. Our thanks to Chuck Crosby, who owns the Crosby Law Offices. They do foreclosure defense, commissioner sales, wills, powers of attorney, and of course, closing your real estate loan because you can't pick the closing attorney you want. And Chuck does a great job. You can reach Chuck Crosby over at 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service and Team Bugout. And as I mentioned, Home Team is also in Frankfurt and in Lexington. I know you hear us out there, folks. You can reach Brad and his team to help you get your home inspected, your new home for at 844-411-TEAM. That's 844-411-TEAM. And if you are thinking of buying or selling your home this year, next year, or beyond, and you want to kind of get an idea of what the path is, I can come out, we can talk on the phone, we can do it over Zoom. It's free. There's no obligation, but you will get the information and insight. And you can hopefully come up with an idea of what you want to do. Make your own decision. I'm more than happy to help. You can reach me at 376-5483 or go to BobSellsLouisville.com. We're out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.